0: hello you guys welcome back to the macros for life podcast i am really excited to be with you guys today with one of my friends that started off in line online and then in real life and now because we don't live anywhere near each other it's still an online friendship and relationship and her name is ashley pardo
1: welcome Thank you. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited to be here and so happy I got to see you two weeks ago. I know. Ago we just saw life. each
0: other recently. We're both work girls.
1: <laughs> we are. And Eve was in Miami and I was like, I have to see you. Like, hello, like I have to.
0: And quick coffee turned into like three hours.
1: Three hours talking about <laughs> all of the stuff, but so excited to be here and to chat about all the things. that we're gonna I know.
0: I know. In a second, we'll introduce like who you are, why you're on this podcast, aka like why 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 you are you know special to me. But if you guys have heard of me as being like the queen of macros when it comes to coaching clients, when it co- comes to our certification program, Ashley would definitely be someone that I would call the queen of intuitive macros.
1: <laughs> Love it. I'll, I will take the name. I'm like protein intake is going to go on my tombstone. I'm like people. <laughs> Those that's going to be our legacy. Intuitive macros, queen of protein.
0: I know. Um, I'm like, should I? Should we add this stuff to our will now?
1: I know exactly.
0: Dying wishes. Queen of intuitive macros. Yes. So let's get started by just sharing with people um, who you are. So who do you currently serve as an entrepreneur?
1: So I, my name is Ashley Pardo, like Eve said, and I am a nutrition coach. I also, before I did nutrition coaching, which I've been doing now for, oh my gosh, almost 10 years, I was a private chef. So uh, I ran a private chef business in person here in Miami, and I have been working on my nutrition business for the last, like I said, 10 years or so. It started in person. As many people who are probably listening know, as you start online and you start coaching people, you become your ideal client gets more refined. So at the beginning, I've always coached women, but over time, I've really leaned into women who are introverted, women who are highly sensitive, women who are intuitive, let's say, uh, because that's also me. Uh, I am very, like, I would say empathic, highly sensitive. So that's really my niche is that type of person, that type of coach. And I find that my approach really resonates like my intuitive macros approach, which developed through refining my nutrition practice, um, really is, uh, you know, tailored towards that specific client uh, and that specific person. I think
0: you described yourself perfectly. Mostly because in a lot of our like private conversations we, we've had over the years, I've always said to you probably half a dozen times, like you're so in tune with who you are. You're so in a line with your business. You're very intuitive and in, like all the decisions that you're making. And mm-hmm. I think it takes like a lot of practice and grace for you to discover that intuitiveness, but you decided to lean into it. A lot of people are like, "Oh, when you know yourself so much, it's like a negative thing. And like, yes. you're so predictable and you're this and that. But you've actually used it to grow a very successful business that has helped a lot of women that are like you
1: a hundred percent. And I think that that's just like a business lesson. I also think, too, that, like, a lot of people feel shame around like some of the qualities that they have, like, for example, being who I am, which is like more introverted, a little more quiet. I'm not like a super loud person. I'm pretty calm. Even like I said, introverted, it's not what is like celebrated by society. You know what I mean? Like people love a loud, like charismatic, like shiny person. Um, not saying that I'm not like that too, but you know, I think that especially in online business, if you truly honor who you are and you embrace all of those qualities and because people can feel it, like you can feel it as a person expresses themselves. Uh, you can feel whether they're being authentic or not most of the time, like if you're somebody who's also tapped in. So I think that the more you lean, lean into your specific qualities, the the more you can teach on those things, like from that particular perspective. And the more people will resonate, because I promise you, there are people out there who need your specific approach. And I know that for me, I've attracted people who also have my similar personality mm-hmm. as Yeah, well, which I'm sure you see too.
0: Yep, absolutely. I think I coach clients, like coaches on this a lot, because so many people, like you said, like if you're not being, if you're not following, if you're not looking to your intuition of who you are And leaning inward to really project what you're creating and what you're sharing for that type of person, you're being authentic because you're being someone else. And when you're doing that and not being yourself, you're trying to speak to everyone versus one. So both of our businesses have been very successful because we're not casting with a wide net. Like you work with people who are intuitive, empaths, introverts when it comes to business coaching, when you help fitness coaches. Same thing for me. If coaches are wanting to do things like emotional eating, I'm not the coach for you. I'm talking about science, macros, metabolism, hormones, um, a lot, you know, mostly in the direction for women. Um, like a lot of my coaching is very strategic. It's logical. I'm still an empath, but I'm like very strategy driven and logical. But if I tried to be like woo woo and everything I did, no one would sign up because I would be faking it.
1: Exactly, exactly. And I do think, like, in this particular case, like my intuitive macro framework, it, it can't, when it comes to food, it can't just be fully intuitive, you know?
0: Yes. It, it, it can't,
1: <laughs> you know, it can't be like, I don't agree with this. Like, and I truly, and I'm going to say something now that might upset people, but like, I really do think that many of the people who coach intuitive eating and who, say that, oh, if you don't start with intuitive eating, then there's something wrong with you or whatever. I do think that they just have fast metabolisms and most have thin privilege. Honestly. Mm. Uh, That's because, a good because, quote for your page. Yes. Yeah. I mean, because a lot of people feel really bad that they can't just like intuitively eat to their goals. Not everybody has that type of, you know, uh, that type of fast burning body where they don't have to pay as much attention. Uh, so, in my approach, it can't just be woo. It has to be the intuitive factor, which I, when I say intuitive, I really just mean building an internal compass that allows you to make proper decisions for you that well, are like discerning. That. You know, so you have an internal compass that you pair with the science and you pair with the, calorie amount and the macros and you use macros as a tool to help you refine that internal compass because for my people, like they want to be able to, and I think this is a lot of people want to be able to let go of tracking eventually. Like Uh you don't track all the time anymore. Nope. You know? And I'm very open about it. Queen of exactly. macros and I've exactly. spent more
0: time not tracking.
1: Exactly. And you share about it and mm-hmm. and you were only able to do that because you spent so much time in the science and in the precision and you know what you've developed the internal compass already. Right. You have the internal skills and the discernment and also the self-honesty to say, I know that portion isn't going to work for me. Mm-hmm. You know, I know what portion works for me. Those are all, again, we build that internal compass that allows us to make the decisions that we need to. So for me, it's both of the things. It's the intuition paired with the really concrete, logical science, because, I mean, I'll just say now, in the beginning of my business, I was coaching intuitive eating and like people weren't getting any results at all. Mm -hmm. They may have like felt a little bit more free, but- they weren't getting the the specific results. And I've learned over time that the more specific the result you want, the more specific the approach needs to be.
0: Yeah, exactly that. Even if you're tracking, if you're a looser tracker, you have to be cool that the results are gonna be a little bit loose. Like you're not gonna lean out as much if you're only tracking calories. You're not gonna lean out as much If you have a lot of wiggle room with protein and total calories, the more exact you are, that's a more, you know, you're basically cutting with a sharper knife. You're going to get results faster. It's not going to be as fun. You're not going to be able to wiggle in, you know what I mean? Many more things, you know, little extras or bites, licks and tastes that I call them, but you just have to be cool with the process, the journey and it just being maybe a little bit slower.
1: Exactly, which which might be fine for some people, but they just have to own that. They have yeah. to own and accept it because you get people who like don't want to track, and then don't want to put in the because it is effort in the beginning. It's a whole new thing that you need. You're going to go through the stages of change. Like you're going to spend a lot of time in unconscious competence, you know, or mm-hmm. con- sorry, conscious competence, where you're going to have to put in effort to yeah. do what it is that you want, but then. You're lying to yourself if then you think that that loosey goosey approach is going to give you specific results, in which case I would have people, you know, accept the pace and the approach that they want to take and then also accept the results that are going to come from that. Yeah. Uh, And I try to be very, very clear about that
0: because,
1: Mm -hmm. again, as long as you own it, then at least you know what the trajectory is going to be like rather than feeling like, oh, you get on the scale, you didn't lose weight this week, but you also didn't track you know, and it's okay. So as long as people take ownership of it and accept what it takes, it's okay if it it goes slower because then they actually like, you know, like the approach, they like their life. People might feel too obsessive if they have to track like protein, carbs, and fats. I usually have just people track protein and calories, Um, but it's just, again, a form of acceptance and ownership where you can take charge and, and expect, like have proper expectations for the process. Mm -hmm.
0: I think one of the posts that I wrote that was probably the most shared, and then I turned it into an email and it was most replied to, it said a lot of us want a plus effort or want a plus results, but we only give C minus effort. And again, like you said, that's okay. You just have to be cool with it. So if you want to go all in, you need a plus effort. But like when you were mentioning, um, you know, being a little bit looser and being okay with that, I'm so okay with that in case like people are like wondering me having an intuitive approach to macros, whether I'm not tracking at all or whether I'm tracking calories and protein only, which is really what I do in a maintenance phase where I do want to track. I am okay with it. And I know you as a person, I love this. I had an entire identity of dieting, trying to lose half my body weight, 150 pounds. And when I got there, I was like, what do I do now? I didn't want to spend so many like mind hours, you know, every day thinking about tracking. It felt too obsessive to always do it. And I was cool kind of having a 10 pound wiggle weight because I have a calorie and protein kind of wiggle, um, you know, range to play around with, but it has taken a lot of stress off my life, probably years off of my life because now I'm not obsessing about keeping the weight off and I can just live, but there's some people that don't want to trade that in and that's okay if that's you, but it ain't me.
1: Yes. And that's the thing, like you really have to know yourself and you have to accept yourself too, because if you know, like, for example, I have a lot of people that come in that are eating in such a surplus Mm -hmm. that just implementing some simple mindful eating techniques will inadvertently put them in a deficit. So they don't necessarily need to track. So yeah. I have what I call something that's called like the self-monitoring spectrum. You know, macros is an, is like, I'd say, one of the strictest forms of self-monitoring because you are quantifying your food to a big degree. If you take, if we take it down, you know, I'd say the next thing would be like calories and protein and then something like following protein, carb, fat at every meal Uh, and then maybe something else like at least writing your food down or taking pictures of food. So implementing some form of self-monitoring is key, but I have people who never track or weigh, they just go off of visual cues and they still get results because of these, like the the fact that they're bringing awareness towards what they're eating and the fact that they like inadvertently create a deficit, you know? Uh So if you know that you're not going to weigh your food, then don't try, but then also don't expect those results. Like we were saying, I think you just really have to accept yourself. Um, I also work with a lot of people who have, who have a history of disordered eating and in which case like tracking and weighing triggers, you know, disordered eating thought patterns and stuff like that. In which case then they would have to do more of like a habit-based technique. Um, Right. So that is, I would say like part of my specialty is like helping people find the approach that works for them or even like having two days of tracking where they like see what it looks like and then just kind of like implement re-implement that day to day Mm -hmm. uh, learn what portions are and to really see what it actually looks like in reality to to reach your goals right but then still at the end of
0: the day like These are like specified approaches or customized for each kind of person, but Mm -hmm. there's still a framework because even with every level that you mentioned, that would get me results. If I just became one of those people that woke up one day and said, I'm going to be an intuitive eater. I don't have a fast metabolism. My total daily energy expenditure is not as high as most people because I am, you know, very short. I will gain weight or have a hard time um, maintaining my weight if I never had a framework to start with. So if people are listening and they're like, I did this in, you know, intuitive program and, but I didn't have a framework, um, built in and I gained weight, like you're not a failure. There's just probably a framework that you need to implement that can really set you up to be more successful. It's just hard to know. So for me personally, if I would have never tracked, you know, whether I, because I've done Weight Watchers points, I've done calories only, I've done meal plans that had set numbers of calories, but had the appropriate, you know, portions per day, kind of following like back in the day, the food pyramid, your, you know, proteins, your carbs, your fruits, um, your veggies, your grains, your dairy, whatever. If I wouldn't have had that stuff and then eventually, you know, migrated to macro tracking, I wouldn't know what the hell to be eating intuitively. Like oh I God. didn't know a portion size until I was looking at how many calories were in the things I was eating. I was eating whole plates of carbs and fats. Oh yeah. Like, I thought I was eating protein. Like a lot of you guys have probably. A sprinkle of nuts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nuts, cheese, and peanut butter are not large sources of protein, like they're mostly fats. They have great things in there that you do need that can help with your bones, can help with your hormones, um, can keep you satiated, but it's not going to be like your muscle builder. I had no clue. So like intuitive eating without any type of framework, if I'm not athletic and I'm not like five, nine for me, it's going to be hard. (laughs)
1: <laughs> exactly and you have perhaps what i another thing that i've kind of called which which is a sensitive body mm-hmm. which is a body that like is impacted by not as much precision i mean and you really nailed it because you're able to maintain your weight now intuitively um but i think that for those people who have a sensitive body for people who might be emotional eaters for people who um are more impacted by hyperpalatable foods like they can't just listen to their body. Like that's a, that's a skill. That is something that you need to take and really run with for a long time. And too much choice.
0: Oh without,
1: my God. Too much choice without structure. Like people are incredibly... Uh, People are incre- People think that discipline is a like some sort of negative cloud that's going to be around them, you know. And discipline also has a spectrum too, right? Because we see levels of discipline that are too much, and then we see like on the other side we have laziness. But if you implement even just some form of discipline, which could be structure, which could be some sort of boundary, or what I call an intuitive macro is cognitive restraint. If you implement those things and you practice those things consistently, then it's going to be easier for you to have like, again, structure around what you need to do rather than having like the full choice of everything all the time, Um, Mm -hmm. you know, and this can get tricky because I also try to give people like unconditional permission to eat, like, and truly having an abundance mindset. So like you choose to eat at maintenance intuitively and you maintain and feel great but you would allow yourself to eat whatever you wanted. Mm-hmm. And because of that unconditional permission to eat, you're able to have that freedom of like not living with scarcity every day with food, which we know creates way more problems. Like, yeah, it does. You know, yeah. It's, it's I a big, big,
0: issue. I think that's one of the things that people don't really realize when they're just yo-yoing on and off and on and off. Cause people will ask me like all the time we're eating out or something. You don't, you sure you don't want that? And I'm like, nah, like, exactly. Abundance, I can eat that food at any, at any time, whether I'm tracking or intuitively, you know, doing my macros. But, like, that's a form of discipline that I didn't really know I had. So, other people were kind of like, damn. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Or they're like, you only wanted two bites. Like, I am, uh, when you were talking about like, like decisions or like having so many options. Oh my mm-hmm. God, that's me. I yeah. want a little bit of every single thing. Yes. When we go out to eat, I'm hoping everybody will let me have a bite. Yeah, me
1: too. I'm like, I'm like my
0: no, my food by myself. No, this is my plate. He doesn't want none of my food, but I'm like, can I get a yeah. bite? Like I just Yeah, exactly. I need the bite. Yeah. I need it. I am yeah. a sampler, but like yes. I don't have to have the whole thing anymore, but I also don't feel bad if I tried 12 different things that night, but I know also what to pick and things like that. You also develop, uh, when you were were talking about like, Um, having a sensitive body, you start to also go, I know what kind of diets, if I ever change the way that I'm eating, aren't going to work for me. So when people are talking about like keto um, and going low carb or so many variations, even carnivore, there's so many things out here. I'm like, nope, not for me. Nope, not for me. Nope, not for me. Because I have went through yes, more rigid Um, protein, carbs, and fats, less rigid calories and protein. And I know how my body feels when my macros are unbalanced, even if it's in whole days, whole weeks. Um, If I only had carbs and fats for breakfast, and right now it's 2.40 PM, I'm probably going to be a hangry bitch because there's no protein to help balance my blood sugar. And then I worked out this morning and it was a heavy upper body. Like I know better now. Mm -hmm. But if you are someone with like a more sensitive body, more sensitive metabolism, it's, it's almost like you have to earn the easy by learning the framework, practicing it. But now people look at me and they go, oh my God, it's so easy for you. It feels really easy. Like, I don't know if I've ever said that, like it feels really easy and I feel so, proud and comfortable and free, but I had to do the hard work in the beginning, but now like, I know what to do. I don't even think twice.
1: And look at your transformation. Mm -hmm. Like you and Randall like had these huge transformations. And I I think that that's what people don't realize sometimes is that like, people also see me. And like, for me, it's truly effortless. Like I, I have an unconditional permission to eat mindset. I have an abundance mindset, but I'm also very discerning. and. I truly like if I'm not hungry, I won't eat. And I also really don't eat outside of like my specified times of eating. Like I I truly have like, and to me, I see it as more of like a self-reverence type of thing, like self-regard, like honoring myself. Like I had somebody comment one time during one of my cooking classes about how I didn't eat during the class. Like as, as the class was happening, like I wasn't snacking, I wasn't tasting stuff. And I was like, cause I just don't do that. Like, yeah. but what I used to a lot, yeah. you know, that like, used to be my whole life of like, not even being hungry mm-hmm. when I got to the meal, because I would just be tasting and I felt chaotic. You're never really like, you don't, you're not really like tasting the food. So I had did also like a ton of effort and a ton of um, practice and implementation to really like feel like i can't have everything at any time and because of that because nothing is off limits i am able to have freedom and i'm able to like food loses its its sensationalism and it's oh yeah you know American it's not as like this you know how many times have like or anybody listening or in you too like how many times would you have a cheat day in the past eating shit that you didn't even like yeah you know, I'm like, I don't even like this. Why am I eating this? Like, why am I doing this? Because it's a cheat day, you Mm -hmm. know? So like, if you have that attitude of like, I could eat ice cream for breakfast if I wanted to, but do I actually want to, Mm -hmm. like, do I actually want to feel foggy for this podcast recording? Do I actually want to feel unfocused and starving, you Mm -hmm. know? So I think also having ownership of like how certain foods affect you and how certain quantities of food affect you. And I think you start to also realize like, I had a client one time who would go, would take herself on these retreats by herself. She was an entrepreneur. She wanted to like have a night at a hotel, just her doing this work retreat. And before we started working together every year, part of the fun would be to just like go crazy and order whatever she wanted, get room service, get candy, like get have champagne. And she's like, I feel like shit. Like it's not even fun. You know, mm-hmm. so then I'm like, and then that's about really telling yourself the truth around, like, okay, what you want to do then is not actually that fun. It's not appealing anymore. Mm-hmm. So now when I think of old food behaviors, and that's a whole journey to like really get to that place to really let go of that desire to do that. Oh my gosh. You know, it's a whole journey. That's but a whole now, podcast. I mean, that's a whole thing, you know, because I also was like, I weighed 80 more pounds than I do now. Like, I've also been through my journey. I had eating disorders. And now when I think of food behaviors that I used to do, it's not so that I don't do anymore. It's not so much a willpower thing to keep them away. It's like, I'm just not interested. Like, yeah, it's not attractive. Yeah. Like you're mentioning
0: so many things I can relate to that. I don't even talk about a bunch. I think, I mean, we're like heading toward like podcast episode 40, I think I've mentioned this once, maybe in four posts, but like I used to eat, eat in private in my car. That was one of my food behaviors. I I just got chills. Like I would eat. And it was like a couple of things I always ate. I would hide it from Randall. One, we didn't have that much money and I shouldn't have been like eating out. But I would get um, a curly fry. It was a medium. I can like literally taste this. <laughs> oh God, I, I know
1: Eve. Trust me, this is also me. Like, yeah. I, I got this.
0: Yeah. I would get a curly fry and like a the full like Philly steak and cheese sub, park in the back of a parking lot somewhere. Target, Kroger, whatever grocery store. I mean, I would literally hope no one was around and just like devour it. And I felt like every week I needed it. I felt it I felt like every morning I had to have this like sugary Starbucks that was like four hundred and fifty calories, like rituals at work on Friday pizza or like the, you know, Asian or Chinese buffet or whatever it was called. And like it was like I felt like I needed to. It was like a ritual or you can't go here without getting this. You can't drive by this place and not get that. And I felt like, out of control. I felt like I felt addicted to food. And now I haven't had one of those subs in like at least 10 years. But like you said, like that abundance versus scarcity, there's so many times where I'm like, Hmm, I want a chocolate chip cookie and I don't keep tons of them in the house, except I keep Oreos in my Mm -hmm. bedroom. They're in my bedroom every week and they are in my dresser drawer. And I always like a nighttime
1: snack. Anytime, 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 I love that they're in the room, but like that. it is, it's a sweet
0: treat that I know I won't overdo it on. It could yes. be something else. I would just lose my mind. I keep chocolates yes. in the house too. Um, no one else wants them. No one else cares about them, but like a soft chewy chocolate chip cookie, like soft. I don't keep those in the house, but every now and then I'll go, man, I want one. So think about like the one that's at Starbucks. They always have them. Um, they're 400 calories, pretty much wherever you go. They're 380 to 500 calories. There's so many days in the month. I'll tell Randall, I think I'm going to get a chocolate chip cookie. And then my 5 PM is he's like, are you going to go get one? Cause that, that's like, a that's a high satiating thing for me. I don't keep yeah. it in the house. I know yeah. better. Oreos. Yes. Soft chocolate chip cookies. Cannot do it. Yeah. You're going to get one. And I'm like, nah, it's passed. And then the next day I'm like, I kind of want that cookie. This will go on sometimes for weeks and I won't get it, but I'm always yeah. saying no. Cause I'm like, I don't need it. Or I don't even feel like I want it. I can have it anytime. But then when I pass it up and he's like, are you sure? You know, just being supportive, like, Hey, we will ride together to Starbucks, you know? Yeah. <laughs> 15 minute date in the car, go get a chocolate chip cookie. That's overpriced. Mm
1: -hmm. But then I
0: feel so proud because I would have to have that Philly steak and cheese in my head and then like scarf it down and nobody see me and then go home and act like I didn't eat it. And then probably eat again. And again, I mean that and again. Yeah. And
1: I mean, were you dieting during that time?
0: Sometimes. Okay. Yeah. It was so late. I mean, I, I might, I may starve myself in the week. And that was like part of the weekend binge. And I would eat all the calories back because I was restricting. And then sometimes it was like, I'm sad. I'm mad. I'm this, like we yes. celebrate with food so much bad day boss, pissed me off. Billy steak and cheese sub, you yes. know, someone cut me off. And then I ran on a curb and like scuffed my tire. Oh, I deserve some nachos. Like, yes, you know, birthday, Get this, my friends. Whatever I don't know, anniversary party, divorce party, like fill in the blank. Let's do mimosas brunch and then eat two thousand calories in two hours. It's, Anything is like an food. out. food. Oh yeah, yeah, everything. And now I'm now I'm like, oh, anytime I could eat that.
1: Exactly. And and you know yourself too in terms of like knowing which level of hyperpalatability is going to affect you. So you add in oh, yeah. the texture. Of the softness, maybe it's warm, you add in temperature, you know how that's going to affect you. And something I teach in Intuitive Macros is is trying to like categorize foods of foods that you eat daily, weekly, monthly, and even more rarely, even more rarely than that. You know, I like that. You know, so like you kind of it kind of again takes away the decision making of like, okay, if everything is allowed can I have this chocolate chip cookie every day? And it's like, no, maybe that's a food because it impacts you in a certain way that you maybe have twice a month, mm-hmm. you know, and that makes the times that you do have it special mm-hmm. and worth it. Um, again, having ownership of how it affects you and having ownership of like the caloric amount and the, 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 the degree of hyper palatability that that particular food.
0: Yeah. Has, you know, sometimes with the calorie amount, I'll go, Oh, 500 calorie, you know, Starbucks cookie. And I don't know the exact, it's like somewhere around there, but then I'm like, I could probably eat a cheeseburger and feel more satiated. Exactly. About myself. Do I even want that? And I'm like, yeah, or sometimes I'll go get the cookie. I'll break it down the middle, wrap the other half up. And I just leave it for my
1: son. I don't have to have the whole thing exactly and you still get satisfaction but now what you're doing is you're owning your desire when we hide like that before we're not really like owning we think that people who like are fit or people that have healed their relationship with food like don't eat sugar or like don't have fun and i'm like i want all of the stuff like <laughs> i am a food lover i love food i love my sweets i love my sugar so the more again going back to the acceptance the more you accept that you like those things the less shame and guilt you will feel whenever you want them. And the more that you suppress that desire, the more that it will come out in the form of a binge eventually. Because it will come out, you know, um, one way or another and probably way worse than you, than if you had listened to that initial, I want the cookie. Yeah. Um, And then being discerning about actually wanting it or not.
0: Mm Absolutely. Absolutely. So how often, because I know people are going to like message me and go, I got to know, how often does she track? I got to know when, how many, how many um, times a year does Ashley track and when and why and blah, blah, blah. So how often do you like legit track?
1: Um, I'm tracking the past, like, I would say that I legit track in the past, like two years, maybe 25% of the time total. Yeah. Um, uh, if again, if I have a specific goal, mm-hmm. so over the past two years, and I started tracking my food for the first time, probably in like 2015, I hired a macro coach through uh, wag. Yeah. You remember them? Yep. I think that was like one of like a lot of people's first foray into macros. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I tracked pretty consistently. Uh, I was like, holy shit, I have to eat this much protein. I think that that's like usually what people think when, when they start um and I tracked for a while then and then over the past several years the if I have a specific goal I will track but most of the time I I try to just like ride the knowledge that I learned from tracking but over the last 2 years I've had more specific goals where in 2020 I was had a very stressful life situation and my cortisol was crazy. And you shared about this recently. And I just gained a, a ton of weight. Not, not a, I mean, I gained probably 10 pounds. Um, but for me, a fellow yeah. short person, like I felt it and I couldn't take it off. Like no matter what I did, it would not come off. So I decided to do a bulk. So I had to track my protein. I had to track my food during that time. And then I eventually went into a deficit. Um, when was that? Sometime in 20. 22 at the beginning, and then I rode maintenance for a long time, and then maybe six months ago I went into another deficit, and I tracked my food a little bit then, and now I'm on a journey of like finding out what my maintenance is. As I've built more muscle, my maintenance has gone up even at a lower weight, so I can maintain now probably I don't know 2100 like 2000 2100, but I'm I'm five three. Um, so again, when I have more specific goals, I will track more. Um, but I'm not, my form of tracking now is not like every day, every track, everything. It's more so like, okay, I'll do like a little check-in on a spot check. Yeah. I'll do, I'll see where I am. And then I'll kind of like, see what that day looks like. And then I'll just try to bring that into the next day. Mm -hmm. For me, I am not a protein lover at all, even though I say to eat protein, I'd rather just eat carbs and fats all day, like carbs, <laughs> fats, and salmon. Maybe steak sometimes. Um, yeah. but otherwise I would rather just have like a potato with butter, like and I'd be happy. Um mm-hmm. but that we know what sound good right me. now. Well we don't I know, right? <laughs> I'm like give me the sour cream. Butter. And the cheese. Um <laughs> but I I probably track like I say probably 30, 25% of the time, if that usually is like a spot check. Um, I again, and my tendency is to undereat protein. So, if anything, going back to that like self monitoring spectrum that we're talking about, if I don't track the whole intake, then I will track protein mm-hmm. to make sure that for me, I'm hitting about 100 to 110 per day. That's like my range that I can feel good at. I build muscle. Um, but I, right now, my intuition is pretty dialed in, but it's also like when there's times in life when you're more stressed out and you don't have the bandwidth to tap in then I might also track as well. Yeah, Like during really busy days that I don't have time to be like, what am I feeling right now? What is, mm-hmm. what is it that my body's asked? I'm like, no, you're just got to eat today. <laughs> so in that case, I, I will, um, I will track, but I've also been able to develop like pretty solid, like hunger and fullness skills mm-hmm. to really be able to discern when I'm actually hungry. Okay. I should stop eating at that, at this point. Um, So I will track as a tool, but I'd say I live most of my life pretty intuitively. Yeah. Same. If anybody's listening and and they're like, do you approve
0: of this Eve? Like I have to know, like I a thousand percent approve and pretty much what you said, we're probably 90% the same. Yeah. Yeah. That's about how much I track. When I'm not mm-hmm. talking, like visually. I make sure I'm at at least 100 grams. Yep. You know, ideally, I'd love to eat you know 130, 135 grams. But if I like being free and or life doesn't really give me that type of leeway in a day, because sometimes it's not even about being busy. Some days more, other things are just more important to me.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I also try to give people like, for example, if they can't track protein, but they still want to lose weight, then I have them just like, like, for example, if they go to a family outing, there's probably not going to be, you know, a ton of protein available to the level that we would have at home. So I'm like, then that day, just like try to hit your calories. Yeah. You know, and then just like go down one level instead of like throwing it all away, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so having different levels where you can like, I do like good, better, best consistency of like what is ideal and then once like one or two levels down from that when life happens and then also sometimes you're just like I just don't want to do this and like that's also fine you know yeah. um especially when you're having like life moments like I was just visiting our very good friend um Kim Shaper Shout out to like, Kim
0: <laughs> Yeah hey
1: shout out to her um but you know we had couple of days where we were just like having fun, having cookies at the end of the night, eating brownies. and I'm just like, i I will eat whatever I want today. and I don't do that often but it was like a special moment, you know, like I'm just living my life. I'm with my best friend. I am having wine and having fun. Again, putting the internal compass on so that I can keep myself in a place where I don't veer too much from what I already do because I don't want to. And I think that that's what you, like that's the essence of what you do too. Like you want to do this, you want to eat this way so that you can feel a certain way. Yeah. Um, It's just like part of your identity. It's just like part of what we do at this Mm -hmm.
0: point. Absolutely. If anybody's listening, um, I don't know if you have the projection of when you're going to have your intuitive macros course again for um, like non-coaches, um, do you kind of know when it may be coming back or should they just reach out to you and get on a wait list? If they're like, I, I need to know this framework, like as soon as possible, as soon as Ashley's having an effect, I actually have it I want to be in it, in on it.
1: So the group coach for like Gen pop. Yes. Like non-coaches, yep. uh, that is going to start again at the end of September. Okay, um, cool. So that'll we'll be, have a,
0: could be really cr- close when you guys hear this.
1: <laughs> yes. And I can send you the wait list, but that is, I also have my cert, which is like a pretty massive program. I mean, coaches in the industry, like obviously expect a different level of education. Um, and that like the intuitive macros group pr- program gives you the the basics of what you need in order to create these changes. We go into mindset, we go into behavior change, we go into the practical aspect of tracking macros. It is not as um, probably as like deeply scientific as Eve stuff is, but we go really deep into. Uh, I still give you the basics to help create the transformation, and then we really yeah. go into like the mindset tools and the behavior change tools um, to do that, and then the cert really goes in depth into yep. all of those things. Um, but you don't, as you know, like you really don't need that much, um, uh, di- that many dial movers to create massive change. Mm-hmm.
0: I think it's a lot of the times it's people thinking I have to do all these 5,000 things. And again, that's like yo-yo dieting with like habits. Cause it's not always just food it's habits it's mindset yo-yo dieting it's the kind of workout you're doing when you're yo-yo dieting a lot of its consistency with just some solid principles that people go oh my god this is too easy I can't get results with that and they overthink it and then they don't get the results because they try everything and then they quit
1: exactly and and another thing too is that something that I've realized is that when things are complicated it's easier to blame the complication than yourself. And when things are simple, it's way more confronting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, oh shit, if I only have to do these three things and I'm not doing them, then I have to look at myself and like, and my own behavior and my patterns. And that's a lot harder. Like, for example, if you give somebody a calorie amount, a protein goal, and you tell them to get 7,000 steps per day, and they're not able to do that, obviously meet people where they are and all of that. But like, if they can't implement, then it's confronting to them. Mm -hmm. that's why people look for complication because then if they fail it's like oh it's just the program it was too complicated (laughs) you know exactly versus being like oh i need to really look at myself i really need to come to terms with my behavior i really need to be honest with myself about how i operate and um you know consistency and adherence are truly the things that will get you to these simple principles are truly the things that will take you like again, most of the people that we're talking to are not competitive athletes, in which case they'd need like specific approach, six, 700 carbs per day or whatever it is. Um, But I think that that is uh, just something really important for us to think about.
0: Yeah, the less that I focused on and being most consistent with that, I've gotten the best results that have been the easiest to maintain. And so that's yes. been a huge reflection of mine over the past 4 years of like less is more cuz I can keep yes. up with that and it's doable.
1: Exactly. And it's like again it has to fit into your life and it has to fit into the things that you that you want to do. Um and it really doesn't have to be so complicated. So like so much of this is like unlearning the the dietary conditioning. That we've had our Mm -hmm. our whole lives. And again, being able to like look at ourselves and be like, Am I actually going to do this today? Am I actually going to show up for myself? Um, and allow myself to go through the process of change and do I'm something that I talk about in Intuitive Macros is the concept of tiny and tolerable, of like taking the smallest step that feels tolerable to you versus trying to do this giant overhaul that's immediately going to take you out of your you know take you out of what you're doing because it's just too much so mm-hmm. accept where you are like don't try to do something that has like that's so far away from what you're doing now change cha- the process of change is truly done with like tolerable steps where you maybe go to your edge it's never done by you going to like 0 to 60 right no. like you have to go from a to b before you go for to from a to z um mm-hmm. and that's really what I think keeps people stuck and also the ability when people come out of intuitive macro is a big thing that they come out saying is that they found a way to be imperfect oh I like so that get
0: results yeah
1: you know I love
0: my imperfectness right now like oh
1: I'm yes. so
0: proud of us <laughs> and where yes. we come from with like dieting eating behaviors obsessions with whatever you want to say food scale image
1: yes so i mean come so far yeah i mean i know for the both of us like i'm truly unrecognizable to my old self from it's been for me about 11 years now that i've like felt pretty solid with my food and haven't done any of like um problematic behaviors around eating um but before that i mean it was my entire life Mm -hmm. a whole different reality an entire different reality. And I'm just so grateful. And for both of us, I know that that's why we teach it. I know that's why we do what we do to give people these tools and this hope. And what it really is, is giving you a whole new life. Mm -hmm. It is.
0: And so many people are like, if I would have found macros sooner,
1: I mean, I'm sure people say that to you all the
0: time. And then the next step is like intuitive macros. Mm -hmm. So you just have, you know, a little bit of a less restrictive, you know, more pliable, a little, you know, expand your freedom a little bit. And then it's like, you'll never want to do anything else. I promise you guys.
1: Yeah, no, never. Um, Everybody, but it yes. it does
0: it definitely works for a huge chunk of people. Um, exactly. But if you do it and you give yourself patience, you're going to get good results. Exactly. Exactly. Cool. This has been a great conversation today. I oh hope so the good. deepness has been triggering for people, but in a positive way of like, why am I really doing this? can I show up my, for myself doing two or three things, you know, macros can be hard, but like it is, you know, at the end of the day, it's simple. Like the things we need to do are simple and there is an out for you when it comes to these restrictive diets and yo-yo dieting and like this like vicious cycle of, I feel like I've got to eat everything before I go on the diet. And then when the diet's over, you're eating everything and the, you know, again, in the end. Um, hopefully yeah. it's given people like, like food for thought. Is that a play on words? So I love food it. For thought, thing. like really like coming to like the name of what we were talking about, intuitive eating, like being more intuitive so you can find out what is for you instead of doing these things that don't serve you.
1: Yes. And oftentimes the way we find that, and you mentioned something at the, at the beginning that like, I always kind of do what I need to do in my life. Sometimes we find that path by process of elimination and seeing what it is that we don't want. Like listen to those things. Like your intuition is not, your intuition is not charged. Mm-hmm. It's not, it doesn't have um a big attachment to an outcome. It's just like, this is what it is. Are you gonna listen? Mm-hmm. You know, it's much more grounded. Like anxiety is not intuition. Yeah. Ooh. You know, intu- intuition, your intuition and what you need to do might give you anxiety, but because exi- sometimes it's a hard choice, you're, right? You're, but you're, like,
0: yeah. Your mind, your body, and your heart are going, you know what you need to do. And you're anxious about that because you're not exactly making the right choice that you need, you know, you need.
1: I- exactly. So, um, I-, I just hope everybody is open to like, you know, if they feel that they want to, to do, to implement these skills and to, Um, because not for everybody, some people do love the rigidity. If you want a little bit more flexibility, a little bit more pliability, then I think that developing these skills is like really, really important and transformational. It is. It definitely is.
0: So where can people
1: find you to learn
0: more about intuitive macros, the intuitive macro certification for coaches, even like cooking? um, lessons that you have, you know, throughout the year, where are like your hot spots and don't forget to mention your podcast.
1: (laughs) Oh yes. So the easiest place to find me is on Instagram. You can find me at Ashley K Pardo. You can also go to Ashleypardo.com without the K. Um, but I do need to update that. So definitely go to my Instagram bio. You can go to ashleypardo.com slash Instagram. You can see links to my cooking classes. I, I do live cooking classes on Zoom. I also have replays. Um, I The next round of the cert will be open for enrollment in November for a start in January, 2024. Okay. Um. And again, Instagram is kind of the one-stop shop to find out about everything in the link in bio. Uh, and then I have a new rebranded podcast coming out. Uh, it's not out right now, but it will be by the time we come out and it's going to be called Satisfied. I knew um, that was the name. Oh my God. <laughs> oh, you didn't know the name. I didn't tell you. I didn't no, but like I, when you had it
0: on Instagram, like the hangman where yes. you the letters, when yes. someone guessed it was something close, it wasn't satiated.
1: Yes, somebody put satiated. I'm like, it's satisfied. Yes, yes, exactly. This is so satisfying. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 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 It's yes. Isn't it interesting because so many people put words that I'm like, have you played Hangman? <laughs> like, this is not the amount of <laughs> letters. Like- I love that game in school. Oh my God, I loved it. Um, but, but yes, the podcast is going to be about food and feeling satisfied with food, but it's also about contentment in life and like finding what it is that makes you happy and mental health and relationships and, um, just truly again, finding and accepting what makes you, you, and what you need to do in life to feel satisfied, uh, in all of these different facets. So literally love to connect
0: resonated with the vibe that you had today on the show talking about like all of a lot of these topics were on here, um, except maybe the life stuff, except maybe some of the relationship stuff. I mean, I know Ashley, clearly those are going to be the same things on that podcast. So if you like this today, you'll definitely love her podcast.
1: Well, thank you. And this was so much fun talking. I'm like, we could, we could have talked before for three hours. We could have talked now we could have kept it going. <laughs> Um, but I, am grateful to you always as being a colleague and friend and it was so great to meet Randall the other day too. I was like the man, the myth, the legend, he's here, he's here. (laughs) Um, but always grateful for you and our friendship and connection. And, um, if anybody wants to say hi, I love being in the DMs. So say hi, let's chat. And I would love to connect.
0: Cool. And the same, I appreciate you so much. I can't wait to see where our friendship goes and all I the know. all the things we get into and all the things we see and talk oh about, gosh. especially with nutrition and where the industry and science will be going. Oh uh, those will be great conversations to keep having, but I appreciate absolutely. you for coming on here today.
1: Oh, it's my pleasure. My pleasure, absolutely. So cool, you guys,
0: until next time, um, share this podcast. Go ahead and go follow Ashley. Check the show notes for any of the links that she has for her wait list and to hop on her Instagram page. But we'll see you guys on the next podcast. Bye,
1: everybody. Bye.
0: Thanks for listening to our podcast today. Make sure you like, share, and tag us on Instagram. Also, subscribe to our channel so you don't miss future episodes. In the meantime, be healthy and get wealthy.